0: Oh, sorry, didn't hear you come in. But now that we got you, why don't you settle in and let us take a crack at all your hardest questions. Word of warning, no advice during this podcast should be followed. Well then, pitter patter. been a long fucking
1: i sober now. I can deal with the stress I get from going out. I'm going out. Then you call on my phone when you want.
0: Tinner, I'm not gonna call you my pizza king just because you bought two DiGiorno's at the store yesterday. Not doing it. <laughs> Welcome to the best mid-worst, where an advice podcast where we take the internet's best and worst questions and try to churn out some midwestern advice. I'm Shane
1: and I've hid four eggs somewhere in your house. Good luck. And I'm Tanner. At an epiphany this week: tater tot hot dish is Midwestern version of shepherd's pie. Hey, that's a fucking good point. It's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> so, how's it been going this last week? Um, not too bad. Living the baller life, really. Um, with all the newfound fame, I found myself to be splurging a bit. Um, usually we eat out about twice, you know, about twice a month. We eat out twice this week. So Like living that baller life, and when we get groceries, we always go for the twofers or the bogo, and we don't even make real meals half the time. We just buy whatever is bogo or twofers and just <laughs> throw it all together. But like this last week, and like condiments are one of those things I will push up. Like we we don't really like them that much, so it's not that big of a deal if we go without. But this week I got Hidden Valley Ranch and Wishbone, uh, blue cheese, my favorite. You know her favorite, like we're just balling out in fact i haven't bought a new pair of jeans in almost like seven years i might go get a new pair soon like, like lifestyle like this is american dream like i just feel like a baller hold on did you say that you don't typically like condiments no not typically like um in fact emily and i don't even buy ketchup we get ketchup packets from like like when you're like uh, mcdonald's or like we go to fast food, like we put those in our fridge because we don't buy ketchup. Like we just, barbecue sauce might be an exception with some like grilled meats or like different meats, but like condom, like I'm not big on them. That's the most
0: fucking insane thing I've ever heard. I want you to know, I had a direction for how this was going to go and now we have to talk about condiments. Like I, <laughs> fuck what I was going to
1: say. Like, so I'm not you know big how on- it's. She, she, she's big on condiments. I am not, but I think you're fairly big on condiments as well. Yeah.
0: I don't even know how to go through a McDonald's drive through and not ask for ketchup. And then when they hand me the two packets immediately go, that's not going to be enough. They're like, yeah, you get, you got one burger. I'm like, I don't care. I said a handful, like give me a <laughs> handful. A dozen at least. I want a baker's dozen of ketchup packets.
1: Can you do that? <laughs> Like, like, to be honest, anymore, I don't even eat uh, – like, I, I, like when I have French fries, I don't put it in ketchup. To me, like, it, it tastes like French fries. Okay, this is fucking insane. <laughs> it's just
0: insane. <laughs> I don't know what type of weird dystopian, like, future past that you're living in, but is it just – I can't even wrap my head around it. I don't understand, like, how how you could enjoy some ketchup on some fries. Or, okay, hold on. Stop. Okay, stop. <laughs> when you get chicken nuggets, do you eat those raw?
1: Like, do you raw dog them? Like, you're not dipping your toes in some sauce? Well, so, no, we need to back up a second. I feel like I don't like condiments because, like, I feel like I can taste the process. So, I don't eat chicken nuggets. Like, I don't eat chicken nuggets. I don't like Pot dogs, like I, I like none oh, of that. This is bullshit. spiraling <laughs> wildly. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like anything. Like anything that just tastes like it has been through a machine. Like I just for whatever reason, like the last I don't know six seven years, I just really cannot do like anything of the sorts. So like if I'm doing like so if I'm going to do wings, I will do some blue cheese there. But I feel like that's different. Like that's part of the you run. don't use ranch, <laughs> the preferred dipping sauce of the wing no i like blue cheese like it doesn't even matter what sauce i really have i still go with blue cheese each time but like ranch is okay but it's only okay and i'm sorry I n probably most of it was on that like yeah we we just lost every
0: bit of our demographic
1: (laughs) yeah i'm I'm sure my mail's gonna be like full of like death threats now i'm sorry you put your your ranch and your ketchup on your pizza like whatever weird shit y'all do i don't know i'm just like ranch it's okay like chicken strips and are okay, but like when we have chicken strips, I'd almost prefer prefer like Hunt mustard. But even then, like twice a year, I feel like okay. So I'm gonna
0: part the Kom- Komodo a bit here. So while we are both from the Midwest, you are currently living on the East Coast, and I feel like that has changed your core structure of belief, which is you put ranch on things, my man. I don't,
1: I don't know <laughs> how you don't not put ranch on things. I've been tainted. Like, my my morals have been tainted. Like, I feel like it should be immoral for me to not be... Like, I don't dislike Ranch, but Ranch is okay, and I feel like that in and of itself is still a little bit, like, demoralizing. Like, I I should have to sell a little bit of my soul because I've succumbed to that. Almost like a... A, a weird Stockholm syndrome, like where <laughs> you're you,
0: a weird part of your like belief is like you're like, no, I still got you know, I have love for ranch. yeah, you know? yeah, it was a rough relationship growing up, but you know, it treated me okay. and you know I need to revisit it every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I'll be honest I i I'll be honest when I say I, I get the whole ranch loving it, putting it on everything. I too myself like I don't put ranch on a lot of things. Like I don't dip fries in it. I, I'm a ketchup boy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little ketchup boy when it comes to that. You're all uh, a ketchup. Boy. Now one thing. Oh yeah, I, I love ketchup. It's probably the best food. If I'm being honest, it complements almost everything. <laughs> However, with pizza, like pepperoni pizza, oh, some ranch
1: on top of it cannot be beat. Oh, just my favorite. I don't know if I've <laughs> ever had pizza with ranch on it. Like, maybe I did it once or twice, but like, like that's like, that's it. Like once or twice.
0: Well, you know, you have your your uh, homework for the week. Get yourself like a, a. You remember like I don't know if they have them out where you're at right now. uh th- like the Jake's pizzas. Yeah, uh, Jack's. Jacks. Yeah, we, Jack, yeah, yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a a a pepperoni Jack's pizza. And just put a little ranch on that. I, I think it's going to open your eyes to a whole new world.
1: I should do that. I do have to admit, though, there is a, like, a Chipotle ranch that they have out there. And I do like that a lot. But, like, I like a little zinc with my ranch. Like, ranch is good. It's creamy. I, I, like, I kind of get it. But I need some zinc to it. So maybe I just need to take some ranch. Maybe some sriracha mix it up and start putting that on some things. Sriracha is good. Sriracha is good. I, I like that in a lot of things. Okay, listen.
0: How about this? How about some advice? You want some advice? Let's give her hell. Okay. So, again, we take the internet's best and worst questions, and we have some doozies for you guys this week. Uh, let's just get right into it. I just wet the bed. I'm 29 years old and married. Yes. My wife is asleep next to me. I don't know what to do. Okay. there's He's nice enough. He gave us a little context for this. Uh, there's a lot to unfold right now. I was having multiple dreams where I had to take a break from what I was doing to use the restroom. This resulted in the longest and highest velocity peas probably known to man. After the third one, I woke up, and panic immediately ensued. What do
1: I do? There's a lot of directions to go into this. Like, I mean, you went to bed. You know, did you, did you tinkle? Like, is there a spot? Or, like, did you went to bed where, like, one-eighth of the bed has an oval piss circle in it and like the whole bed is completely saturated and piss and like and then why did it happen? Like did you go on a huge bender and you pissed a bed because you're all drunk or like is there something else going on? Right. Uh, so
0: or you said your wife is sleeping right next to you. I imagine the biggest problem right now is that she is going to wake up to your to your unfortunate event. <laughs> Now, you're already awake. Maybe you got yourself a pee bandit. She wakes up and you go, oh my God, honey, listen. Guy just came in. He pissed all over the bed. Jumped out the window. What do I do? Who do we call?
1: Yeah, he didn't burglar me He didn't break anything. He just can and willy-nilly peed all over the bed. Like I, not me. I, I was in the bathroom. Actually, I took a piss in the bathroom. Someone else did it.
0: It's the name of the thing. I just <laughs> got up. I went pee go check the scene in there. It was, I, I peed in there. I didn't pee in this bed. Maybe you flip it on her. Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> she wakes up, honey, did you pee the bed? And you go, no. Did you pee the bed?
1: Is this your mistake? <laughs> you have to get a spray bottle and like spray, like, like, got <laughs> kind of a spray, like, like it, like get her little area wet. And, like, oh, Hey, you, you pissed on my side of the bed. Like you're the one that has like wet panties. I like I have nothing. Like in the meantime, you'd already change clothes. Like that, that's all you babe. I, I think that if you're going to do that, you have to um you can't just let this happen
0: once. She's always going to question it. I say the next night you you spray down the bed again while she's sleeping and you go, honey, what the fuck? Oh my <laughs> god, this is two nights <laughs> in a row. Listen, we have no a real problem, problem here. Listen, we're burning through detergent in this house trying to keep this bed clean. <laughs> or and three or four times, she's gonna be so focused on what she's doing, she'll never stop to think that it was you that originally were or the wet bandit. <laughs> You're the one causing this <laughs>
1: causing the scene of crime to happen. Or or do you put or do you get, like you go old school, you get like a like a like a pot of warm water or you put her hand into it like ever so gently and see if she doesn't piss to bed and then like a the whole bed soaked. And then, like, you peed on both sides of the bed. Like, you pissed the whole goddamn bed. Well, I think if if you love this woman and you don't want
0: this nasty mistake to separate that relationship, I think that maybe own up to what you've done. But also, like you just said, Tanner, you put her hand in water before she wakes up, make <laughs> her pee the bed, and then suddenly it's
1: something you've done together. <laughs>
0: You've come together. <laughs> hey, oh my god, we both peed the best. Like
1: well, it's a shared crazy. Like and, and then she's never gonna tell anyone either because it's both it's a oh, like, no so it's like your little secret that like oh, we've both done it. Like the same night, how weird. Like there's something in our water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Considering purchasing a waterbed. This happens again, you poke a little hole in it and you go, Oh goddamn, waterbed sprung leak. Oh, don't or worry, be- I'll patch it
1: up tomorrow. <laughs> or do we give a little bit of actual real advice? Now, we have a male that's 29 years old who just went to bed. That's not normal. Maybe there's something medical wrong. But you can't like, hey, honey, I just peed to bed. I need to go to the emergency room. You have to commit. You have to freak the fuck out. Oh, God, honey. You got to grab your suitcase, put 20 like 20 pairs of underwear in it, put a couple of shirts, <laughs> a pair of shorts. That's two weeks of gross for me. We got to go to the hospital. My water broke. I might be pregnant. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I might have like a bladder or something or another. Like we got to go now. And, like she's freaking out so much that she has no idea what's going on. that she forgets like you might've just peed to bed. Like there's a huge underlying medical issue. <laughs> my dick's leaking. Oh my God. What yeah. is this? I've never, I've never seen this before. What is happening to me right now? I something yeah. like, you know, Some other bodily fluids that are leaking out of me. Like, oh shit, we got to go. Like PR now. We got to go. Leave the kids. Just and don't say anything to your mom. Just, just, I want this to be my dark secret, my medical dark secret. We'll figure out the details later. He's got to go now to the hospital. And like, you just hope that there's nothing wrong. <laughs> hey, Tanner, speaking yeah. of a uh, wetness, how about we hit another question real quick? Um, absolutely. So, Shane, why do you suppose teenagers spit so much? Especially male teenagers. They seem to be spitting everywhere. <laughs> I try, you know, when we pulled this question, I was trying to think
0: back to my, my, my younger, more formidable years. And I, did I spit? Did, was I a spitter? I don't, I'm trying to think, I'm sure I did. I, I just can't wrap my head around like how much I spit. It could have been a lot. listen. <laughs> I've been in that position. I, you go to the mall and you're looking for some nice slacks. You maybe are stopping by the Wetzel's Pretzels, get yourself a, a, a nummy little treat. And who's over there standing? Oh, It's Craig and all of his fucking friends just spitting up a storm. <laughs> it's an unfortunate sight. But did I do that as a kid? I know that when I was really young, um, you know, uh, just being able to sp- like, see who could spit the furthest, like, some real seven-year-old shit. Yeah. I, I feel like that
1: that was a phase, but... but that's different, though, I think, than, like, t- like, that's just a competition of, like, oh, hey, we found out we can spit, we're seven, like, that's a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> Teenager spitting, <laughs> like, that's a completely different, like, like, that's a different thing, like, thinking back, I know that I did a lot of spitting, and I'm not, there might be a couple underlying issues, but I do know that, like, I grew up a- adults that did a lot of dipping and so like they naturally would spit and stuff like that so i did that but i like outside of that i don't think every teenager that's going around spitting like has like adults that are dipping and spitting i think there's just so much angst that like they hate the world like oh the sun is shining <laughs> it's raining like <laughs> i hate the world <laughs> weather outside <laughs> I, fuck it could be <laughs> it's, it's
0: yeah Oh, boy. Now, I think that you had a good point. Maybe maybe it is their teenage angst where they want to make the world a a, a sticky, spitty place. Maybe they have a wet, wet mouth. Do you live in an area that causes an overabundance of wet mouth? <laughs> where's this happening at? <clears throat> okay, stop. Hold on. Fuck this. Where Where's this happening at? Or is it happening at the mall, or you by the food court. Now, sometimes you get those tasty smells that make your mouth water, and they just don't understand that you can swallow that saliva, and they're like, <laughs> you salivate so much, you need to just get it out of my body. Maybe they're repulsed by the thought of spit. Like, ugh, what is this? Why is my tongue wet? I don't like it. Get
1: it out. Bat. Spit it on the floor. Fuck well, that. It's funny, it's funny you mentioned that, like, So there, like, when I imagine teenagers spitting, I always imagine outside, like, I never imagine, like, like, you're, like, like inside of a mall. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, you're going up to, like, Best Buy and before, or sorry, sorry, like, you go into, like, GameStop or something. You're, like, spitting on the ground right before you go in. Like, are you marking your territory? Like. (laughs) I'm Jeff, and
0: this is mine now. (laughs) 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 But Don't touch it, Mom. I told you, don't come into my room. I spit on the door handle. This is my door handle. Now. <laughs> Maybe he comes from a long line of spitters. Hey, my daddy and his daddy before him, long line of proud spitters. Look how well I can spit. No one's ever spit like this. I'm a strong spitter. A gang of
1: spitters. <laughs> gang of spitters. <laughs> it, it, like, it, it, like it almost. I can almost hear that sound. Like that, like stereo typical like spitting sound here in the cell like ding yeah <laughs> a, a spit can across we come the, the spitters.
0: <clears throat> when this happens is it moments before a showdown like guns at high noon on the street <laughs> maybe you have bad timing and you're just you're, you're walking down the wrong roads at the wrong time I think if they're <laughs> okay I think if they're not uh, chasing you <laughs> and spitting, you know, you'd probably just let them let them be them.
1: I, they'll grow out of it. I would like I would hope. Inside. I don't know. Like, the inside thing's kind of weird. Like, if they're going to spit a trash can, I'm okay with that. But if they're spitting on the floor, like, I'm going to push them into their own saliva. So hopefully they crack their noggin a bit.
0: Oh, nah. Uh, for sure. I, I, I think that that would be the correct way to go on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we... Hit another question. You ready for another question? Absolutely. Okay. This one comes off of Yahoo Answers, actually. Uh, my cat won't let me sleep. My cat is seven years old and he has a very loud and high pitched meow. He is also very well fed and, he- he <laughs> ca- and healthy. He is not hungry. Hold on. Let me retake that because that one's in all caps. He's also very well fed and healthy. He is not hungry. Every time I'm sleeping, he constantly meows over and over and over again. How do I get my cat to stop meowing in my face
1: whenever I try to take a nap? So I'm going to address the all caps first. He's not hungry. First of all, bullshit, he's not hungry. I, we have like we have a cat and we get him twice a day. And he gets like, those small like little tubs of like those little cans of food. And so, like, to me, like, if I were to eat two eggs, that is less food to my body than his little can of food. So, like, he gets plenty of food. He gets that once in the morning, once at night. And so, yesterday, around noon, I was cooking some pork chops. And he'd already had his morning breakfast five hours prior. So, I mean, I was hungry. I was cooking lunch. It wasn't that big of a deal. But I wasn't starving. But um, I, I got the pork chops, got a, a leftover uh, baked potato, threw it in the microwave, let everything on the table for a little bit while I was watching TV flipping through the channels. The next thing I know, this BDI motherfucker I see his eyes for about <laughs> two <laughs> seconds the next thing I know, my pork chop is gone. He takes the whole goddamn pork chop. Now we're back like thir- like we're, we're back like 30,000 years before this time. There's me. I have my cat on the floor. My dog's going after like this, this pork chop. It's like me as a human in my like Like, with my spear after this hog, now I have the tiger and dingo, and we're all, like, going after this little pig, like... (laughs) Cats are just crazy. They're always hungry, and they will eat whatever they want. Like, right now he's 12 pounds. Back when I free-fed him, he put 20 pounds on. Like, he was a 20-pound cat, and he ought to not be 20 pounds. Like So he's hungry to start out with. Well, and...
0: Again, as I like to do, I'd like to play devil's advocate and say that you're right. This cat isn't hungry. And instead, he's gaslighting you and trying to drive you slowly into insanity where you die of sleep deprivation and he eats
1: your body and becomes the owner of the house. Yeah, that crossed my mind, too. Like, I feel like cats are almost like they're such assholes where they are like, you can't uh, domesticate me. I will drive you insane. I will make you batshit crazy. Like you cannot hold it. I can't be tamed. I can't be tamed at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, I don't have to deal with this problem. We lock our bedroom door. Mm. I I I don't have cats in there fucking with my sleep schedule, and I've never been one for taking naps on the couch. So this is something where I'm a little out of my element on it, and I would think that. It just seems like he got a bad cat. Like he sh- he doesn't want you to enjoy things, which would fall in line with every cat I've ever met. This isn't something new. I think a lot of people that have cats are just constantly on edge and they have high anxiety and blood pressure because they don't know what that little fucker is going to do next. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Every morning I come downstairs and I have a little glass globe. That, you know, is supposed to tell you kind of what the weather is outside by how the crystals form in it. Um, God has a birthday present. Really, really like it. And every morning I have a cat that watches me come downstairs, sits next to it, and pushes that fucking thing right off onto the floor. <laughs> just because he knows I'm going to have to walk over and pick it up. Which is an, an insane fucking thing for a cat to understand. You... No one can tell me this. Cats aren't smart. They're incredibly smart. Oh yeah. Dogs are dumb and innocent. Cats are malicious and intelligent. And manipulative. Oh, so manipulative.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what that's, I think he. Listen, I think he's found himself a game. Yeah, exactly. And that's to play off that. Like I used to put things on the counter all the time, especially like back in the house. In Fairmont, and I would have, you know, I don't know what I even had up there. I'd have like, you know, a bag of chips or like a bag of crackers or you know a loaf of bread. And our cat Chowder would knock it down, and like especially for the seal, our our dog would get into it. She would rip it open so that they could both eat it. It was teamwork. Like he was a mastermind behind it All like he would go in, knock it down. She would open the bag whatever snacks I had and then they both would eat it together like while I was at work or some bullshit. And, like she's oh, like, yeah. like like there's a brain and bronze right there. Like he's the brain of the operation. She's like, I'll open whatever you knock down. I'll take care of it. We'll share this together, but you gotta get it for me.
0: Maybe we have ourselves an eye for an eye scenario. Does your cat like to nap? Does your cat get those good sleeps? Then then deep disease
1: only you staying over it.
0: Only during the day, y- you stand over it and
1: just scream, scream at it. I might have done that a couple of times after a couple of runs. <laughs> ah, ah! He's ah!
0: like,
1: like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, yeah, asshole. How do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> now we're both tired. I've done you that. You do run the risk. Like, so- There and bap him, like kind of like like ruffle his head. Like anytime he goes to sleep, like you get me up all night, little bastard. Like you do not get to nap today. I I would say do that unless this is a
0: war that you don't have the time or energy to put into because what's a cat got to do? Obviously, he knows his day. He's waking up fucking up your day. What do you got going on? You have a job and taxes that you have to pay. Like it don't go into a war that you're not prepared for because that cat is Way more prepared than you. It
1: has very little going on in its life, and that's where you have to assert your dominance. Like it's like not to assert a dominance over a child, but like if a child is sleeping more during the day than at night and up all night, well, you gotta not let them nap so much. But with a cat, it's a long term game. Like this, this isn't something that switches in a day with a child. Like a cat, like a week long thing. Like. You have to get your coffee. You have to get like those, what are they called like yellow jackets, like those little pills that you used to get at the corner store or like the gas station. Like you just have some caffeine yourself for a week, not function, sacrifice hey. a little bit of work to make sure that bastard doesn't sleep for a week and get them on schedule. I would like to congratulate you
0: on not saying what I thought you were going to say, which is like with a child where when it's sleeping, you stand over it and scream in its face to wake it up. And you say, hey, you're on my time now. Hey, you dumb oh. baby! Now it's time for you
1: to get an adult routine. Well, uh, technically, I haven't had a child, so I don't know that I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also bribed I am.
0: I think that one that one's in most of the pamphlets that they send home <laughs> with you from the hospital. They're like, yeah, maybe don't scream at your baby. Now, a cat, on the other hand, go for it. You're you're, you're perfectly fine. You need to assert your dominance over that cat, or you lose and now you are subject to that cat's will for
1: the rest of your life. So <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you, know? you never sleep again. <laughs> you only get to sleep when it allows you to sleep.
0: <laughs> hey Greg, you're you're looking awfully tired lately. You know, do you have something going on in your life?
1: You're like, "Yeah, I'm I'm in a pretty abusive relationship with my cat." So <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what it is a lot of times too. I feel like some Cats are just downright abusive. Like, you do what I want you to do on my time. You are going to feed me on my time. You're going to sleep on my time, and when I don't want that, your bitch ass will be up petting me all night if that's what I want.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, maybe adapt to the cat schedule instead of like worrying about your you know human sleep schedule. Maybe just take naps when the cat takes naps.
1: I think that that you know. Yeah. Overnight shift. Just you have to go to the overnight shift now. Rather than trying to sleep at night, you have to be up all night with the cat, and then you can both like sleep during the day. Maybe it's a great cat. It's just misunderstood. Where you just have to, it's nocturnal for whatever reason, like a like a little uh, raccoon that gets in the trash. Like you have to sleep during the day with it, and then he's all lovey and sweet, and then you just stay awake at night with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that that's an excellent point to end on. Hey, Tanner, why don't you hit me
1: with a question? Absolutely. So why would restaurants call you but not leave a voicemail? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of curious why a restaurant's calling anyway. like, are they calling because you forgot to pick up your order? Or did you call them so many times and, like, hang up on them that they're pissed off? Like, I'm not sure what's going on in this one. Yeah, you know,
0: good point. Um, I guess I didn't even think to think of it from that that side of are you are you maybe uh, – calling in food orders and then not picking them up you're giving your number. I don't think this is a marketing. Let's get that bullshit right off the table.
1: It's a marketing. No, that's what email for. they they'll, they'll blast your emails and on social media and on the TV. Like they're they're not cold calling houses like, "Oh hey, hey Shane, you haven't picked up Subway in 6 months. Um, hey, we miss you. I welcome back."
0: Yeah, you're the the CEO of Burger King, Dave Burger King is not sitting there going. I haven't seen Timmy in a while. Let's get Timmy back in here. <laughs> Has anyone caught him up on what we're doing with the new patties? They're so good. Get him in here. Make sure he's trying them. I don't I don't think that that's happening. Now, you could be calling in orders. Maybe they do miss you. How often do you go to these restaurants? <laughs> were you a frequent visitor? And they're like, ooh, you know, we should check up on him. He crushed like 38 Big, Big Macs last week, and we haven't seen him now. You know, maybe it's just
1: a health check. Yeah, it could be. It could be one of those things where like, is it a chain or is it like a local place? Like if it's a local place and you're there every Thursday, and like I'm probably like, okay, hey, hey, Craig, we haven't seen you in a week. You know, that's kind of weird. Are, are you doing okay? And then maybe they don't, they don't leave a message for that because I mean it's kind of weird that they're reaching out to begin with but maybe it's not so weird that they're trying to be nice right maybe they need your help with something
0: maybe they feel like you're the only man in the area that can answer their hard hitting fast food questions like listen we've been thinking about taking our double cheeseburger up to a triple cheeseburger and we really (laughs) need this input from you before we move forward with this decision (laughs) but why no voicemail
1: well, I feel thing. like if
0: it's important,
1: yo, they'd leave a voicemail. Well, unless they need help, like they're calling their best customers. I'll go back to the, like, oh, you're visiting the same restaurant every Thursday. It's Saturday now. Busboy called in, like two of the busboys called in and a dishwasher. So now they're just calling all the regulars that order throughout the week. Like, oh, hey, we need help. We don't have time for a voice message. Like, <laughs> we just got to get someone to answer this damn phone to come and wash dishes. We'll give you a, your, your next couple of weeks are free. But we need some help right now. Listen, you know the
0: industry better than anyone that we could ever hire. We need you now. We need you now, Timbo. Come on. Get in here. Wash these dishes. Only you can help us stay afloat. Get in here. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. I don't know. Um, Hey, restaurants? Maybe don't. Hey, no, not just restaurants. Let me me fix that. Um, Hey, anyone? Don't fucking call and not leave a voicemail. I have now with the ability to text people, I don't even want you to call me in the first place. Yeah. Just send me a text. But if you are insisting on calling, do not fucking not leave a voicemail because I will not call you back.
1: The call and is also
0: important. right. It, it's a it, it might as well have never happened. And mm-hmm. also, thanks for causing me anxiety for the next 24 hours wondering what the fuck you wanted in the first place. Cause I know I'm not going to call you back. And now I'm going to sit there and panic and think that I'm in trouble for something
1: that I didn't even do. And you don't want to get yourself into that position. Like, Oh shit. Like I'm in trouble. If it wasn't that big of a deal, they would have left a place message, but now they're trying to like go me into the situation where I called them back. Now I'm stuck on the phone with them and I'm getting some confrontational bullshit.
0: Like, now let me ask w- which one's worse in, in this in this hypothetical scenario, I'm about to send down the river to you. Is it worse if, uh, oh boy, let's, let me add more on to this. Okay. We'll do two different scenarios. Okay. Your mom calls you. Yes. She does not leave a voicemail. Okay. Scenario two, your mom calls you. She leaves a voicemail that says, you need to call me. Which one is worse?
1: You need to call me because in my specific situation, my mom usually doesn't leave a voice message. I and mean, we kind of have that on written rule. Like, I'm not going to leave her a voice message. I'm just calling you in general. She knows, like, once I call, like, that's your voice message is a notification on your phone saying, like, hey, Tanner call? Hey, I tried to call. Yeah, I tried right. to call. Exactly. If there's, like, hey, you need to call me, it's like, oh, shit. Like, something's not good. Like, I, I done something bad, real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I done, I done, I done, bad. I done fuck. I, I done
0: fucked this one up in some way. her up real good. I, I hate those fucking voicemails so much. I cannot tell you. Like, it's immediate, like, 200 over 150 blood pressure. My mom is so fucking bad at this. She'll call, and then if I don't answer, she'll send me a text that's like, hey, call me right away. And first of all, I'd like to get on the record. Hey, fuck you for doing that, mom. Just real quick, I know you're listening fuck you like because my my anxiety is like i'm like okay who died who's this Uh, what is happening i see the message i immediately call her and then the type of dumb shit i get is hey i saw this really cute pillow at hobby lobby did you want me to pick it up for you like can you not fucking maybe give me an anxiety attack over some (laughs) pillows from hobby lobby this is fucking bananas oh my god i i get so mad but at the same time, I mean, I want the pillow. So
1: <laughs> you know, what do you do? Sure, you know, go ahead, grab me that yeah. pillow. You have to weigh your options out. Like, is it is it worth the pillow to have that anxiety, or is it just like, oh, I saw a missed call? So I think also is the response fast enough? Like, if you have a missed call and you respond to it right away, like, like if you ignore a text or something, I might call you. Like, I text you. I uh, wait an hour. I'll call you. But like if I if I call you and you call back in about fifteen minutes, well, that's a decent response time. I don't need to leave a voice right. message for that, but, like. I think we've been trained by, like, TV shows
0: that anytime that you get, like, a missed call, it, it's just almost, like, I almost feel like it's always bad news. I, I I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, I never, like, I never get a missed call where I'm like, hey, I'm sure they have something great to tell me.
1: Like, no, it's just <laughs> always, like, well, yeah, they bad. just assume the worst of the worst. We're we're trained that way because if it's something quick, oh, it's a text. They'll get to it when they get to it. If it's a call, it's an emergency. I feel like that's almost kind of a generational thing, and maybe that's kind of changing. But it's almost like you only call when there is something that's a necessity that needs to be discussed now, or text will suffice.
0: Correct. Yeah, I would say in 99% of all scenarios, a text will do the job. And then, you know, it puts puts the person on the other end, the opportunity to, like – responding when it's convenient for them Yeah, and, and yeah so maybe reach out to your restaurants just to kind of bring this all back around and kind of put a nice little midwestern button on it uh <laughs> maybe call your restaurants and say hey you know i work eight to five i notice that you've been calling can you just shoot me a text you know let me know what's up that way if you need to get a hold of me and then when they're like we don't know what the fuck you're talking about just go ahead and order your food and get the fuck out <laughs> hey tanner why don't you hit
1: us with some with us another question <laughs> Well, is it okay to insult children? On my way I'll to work. work, I walk past a primary school, and they just shout at me and insulting me. I have recently gotten sick of it and started insulting them back. Some have even started crying. It's weird because they say that stuff about me, but as soon as I say something back, they can't handle it. But they keep still doing it.
0: <laughs> Get a little fucking Timmy on the playground. Like, hey, fat boy. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, well, you're fat. No, what's wrong, Timmy? Can't take it? Can't take <laughs> that type of heat? Yeah, oh, a little boy.
1: You little 10-year-old bitch. A primary
0: school. Okay. <laughs> this is going to re- sound real Midwestern American of me.
1: Primary school is like, what? <laughs> what I, what I, grade? <laughs> for me, I, I, I Googled this earlier because I figured this would probably come up. And rather than guess oh, thank it, God, I, I did Google it. So I thought primary school was high school, but I was wrong. Primary school is pretty much elementary and like kind of middle school. So we're talking like four to about 11 year olds right here, which kind of makes okay. it a little bit different because like, I feel like if you're making anyone under the age of, I'll say 14 cry, cause I, I, I'll come back to that eventually, but anyone under like, you know, 14, 15 cry, I feel like you have bigger battles to pick. Like you're making. Them cry, like, and they're still picking on you. Like, there's probably some underlying issues that you should probably, like, like uh, kind of deal with yourself and, like, maybe the- for them. Like, that's kind of like,
0: yeah. Are you accidentally leaving your house in the morning with a sign tape to your back that says, like, kick me? Like, if that's the case, then this one's on you. Now, you said 14. Um, let's see, do I agree
1: with that? 14. No, I don't. (laughs) That's that's a cutoff. Like, if you can be tried as an adult from murder at around 15, 16, then um, there might be some open game depending on what you're saying to me. Okay, hold on now. We're talking about a
0: possible roving gang of little children. And I don't know what your experience around little children are, but they can cut to the fucking bone. (laughs) Because they don't have that. Children are basically sociopaths who have no regards for anyone else's feelings. And they're they like, oh, you're still living alone? That's weird. Anyways, I'm going to go play with my toys. Like, hey, fuck off. Can we not? Like, can you not <laughs> hurt me in that way today? God damn it. Oh, but you're true. I need to get my shit together. Thank you for this advice. No, fuck that. I would say 13. I think, uh, you know, once you hit that sacred mark of being a teenager, um, you know, maybe it's time for you to learn to, you know, take back what you dish out. I agree. Third graders, it's probably
1: not worth your fight, depending on the numbers. Like, okay, there's, well, like, uh, let's say you, like I mean, uh, if you have a dozen third graders being a bunch of assholes, does that still justify, like... Like, well, like, let's add up the ages for a second. Like, if you have like three, like, like, if if you have a bunch of like third graders who are uh, how old's third graders? Is that like what seven years old? Twelve. Uh, let's call it eight. Let's three. call it eight. I, so I, I'm not 12, sure. <laughs> Twelve of them. That's like what ninety six years old. When you really, when you add all oh, yeah. the ages up, so at that point in time, you're the underdog, aren't you? Like at like 30 years old, 31 years old, you're kind of the underdog by a third.
0: Right. So I think, yeah, here's the real simple math, uh, math way to solve this. And and you're on the right direction. You take your age divided by the number of children that are insulting you. And if it is, let's say, oh, let's see, you're 20. Oh God, now I have to do math real fast. Let's say you're 24 and you have three eight year olds. It's fair game. Two eight year olds, not fair game, because they're
1: still younger than you cumulatively. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's kind of fair to like, like, like if if all their ages add up together, and they're older than you by a bit. I I feel like that's fair, but like when you start going after, let's say even let's say we're 30 and you only have like two 15 year olds. I still think that's a fair fight. Like they don't need to go up and beyond that. Like even one 15 year old might have enough to go after. Right. Yeah. You can cut down
0: one 15 year old anywhere. You don't even need them to instigate it. It's just sometimes a good reminder to like put them in their place and let them know what the real world's like. Like, (laughs) Hey buddy, you got three more years until you're out here with us. And I'll be waiting for your bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a weird thing to say to like, I don't know, 22 year olds. So like,
1: yeah, I'm pretty geez. sure like 22 year olds can kick my ass. So like I'd tread lightly there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're 22 and you're an asshole. Yeah. So was I like, have at it, bud? I'll, I'll just, I'll take right. my lichens and go home.
0: Oh, I I literally met 20 different two-year-olds.
1: <laughs> I
0: 20 two-year-olds. No, 20 individual two-year-olds. It's a weird thing to go after them. And also, there's a, a communication curve, right? You know, yeah. Some of your your adult insults might not land with them because they just don't have that life experience. so. <laughs> But every time, like, if they are collectively singing, like, you're a doody head, you know, the first couple of times it's funny. I could see how after, like, several weeks of walking by this school, (laughs) it's going to cause some real psychological damage to yourself. (laughs) And you got to nip that in the butt. So you
1: got to put those babies in their place. (laughs) Okay. And I think it's kind of different, too. If Like, if it's a group of, like, 15-year-olds. Like, I feel like at that point in time, you can just go completely nuts on them. Like, if there's, like, four or five, like, 15-year-olds, like, giving you shit, like, there's no there's no better mom jokes. Like, when you're 15, like, oh, your mom, oh, I banged your mom, uh. Like, when you're, like, when you're 30 or, like, even 40 especially, like, w- when you're, like, their parents' age, like, you can do some real damage there. Oh Wait, hold on. Stop,
0: stop, stop, stop. Are you saying that when a 15-year-old says, "I'm going to bang your mom," it's a it's an immature joke? But instead, what you're saying is, when you're a 30-year-old man getting insulted by 15-year-old child children, you walk up to them and you go, "I'm going to be your new stepdad." How's that sound? Depending on the
1: insult. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Exactly. Okay. I, yes, I did not use my words on that. You got exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> They're not making mama jokes to me, but, like, to each other. But if they're, like, saying, like, hey, you old fucking gray nut sack, like, oh, I'm coming after you and your mommy, bitch.
0: (laughs) I'm going to divorce your parents. I'm going to marry your mom.
1: And I'm going to go to church every Sunday. (laughs) The next three years, I'll make sure I'm your stepdad the next three years. And your life will be healthy. I'll come for you. Get off
0: my ass. That's a weird power play. I think the only other direction that you could go is instead of insulting them, just overwhelm them with the crushing responsibilities of being an adult. Like, lower yourself down on one knee and be like, you're right, I am a duty head. Um, It's just been really tough. Like, I, I... my career isn't going in the direction I want. And someday you'll understand this, that you're going to go to college for four years and you're going to pick a degree that you want. And then the job market's not going to be there and just really overwhelm them
1: with if, what it's like to be, you're, uh, you're, to be what, someone in their twenties or thirties. Right. Like, Oh, you know, that girl that you love right now, like you guys are going to marry each other. Yeah. She's going to divorce you halfway through your college. Like you're going to get married early. Everything's going to go great. Right. We went to certain right. majors. She's going dump you and you're in a spiral out of control and end up homeless
0: yeah it's like you're gonna start hitting the bottle Timmy and it's rough and
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I like that way more I, I think just overwhelm their tiny tiny little senses with, <laughs> with <laughs> the crushing realization of being an adult I, I think that that's awesome hey you know what why don't we hit another one okay Tanner this one is Ooh, boy. There's a lot to it. And I don't mean question length. It's just a weird one. Uh, This one comes from Reddit. Help me? I have a sister that puts hair in my leftover food. What can I do about storing my food in my fridge? I am positive that my sister's putting hair in my food. How can I protect my food if that's all I have? Oof. Yikes. That is a weird... what's the play behind that? Is
1: she eating the food? Like, if she's putting her hair to eat the food, then you can kind of go that route. But, like, if she's just doing it to be mean, like, and, and, like, how old are you? Are you living in an apartment together with your sister? Are you at home with your parents? Like, I feel like there's some things on work there. Like, if you and your sister are in an apartment together and she's putting hair in your, like, leftovers, like, I'd find a way to get her out of there
0: yeah I mean honestly this question needs so much more context how old is your sister? is she a child because we just we just covered how and when it's appropriate to insult a child uh is this an adult situation where maybe you and your sister are sharing an apartment is, is this on accident you know I I have to believe that's not if this is something where he had to take to the internet he didn't just find a piece of hair in his leftover hamburger helper. No, no, no. Like a, no. It's an he, thing. Yeah, and also, what's the quantity of hair? Like, is she emptying a hairbrush? Is she giving herself? Is she cutting off the dead end? Standing over your
1: lasagna? What? What's happening like, here? One, one weird <laughs> like strand in there each time. Like, is it like is it passive aggressive that way? Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I like that. Where she she plucks one single
0: hair from her head and she lays it on top of his reheated hamburger, and she's like, this is for you,
1: Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I also imagine, like, where she, like, lifts up a couple of layers, puts a hair in, and, like, on your third bite, you have that one, one single hair that's really gross coming out. Like, you don't what? What? <laughs> <what I> <laughs> You have a hairbrush worth of, like, hair on top of it. Like, that's gross. I can see it. But if you have, like, a single hair, like, buried in it, like, every once in a while, like, I don't know if it's gonna come or not. Like, I feel like that might almost be worse.
0: Can you retaliate by putting hair in her food? Well, this is weird. That would be a weird scenario because what happens down the road when you both are dependent on eating your food with hair in it? You know, you're trying to live your best life, you've been in a relationship for several years, you're going out to eat for Valentine's Day and they bring out your, you know, maybe a nice ribeye steak with a side of garlic mashed potatoes and some Oh, I don't know. Some type of green vegetable. And you're sitting across the table from each other and you go, honey, I love you. This has been a magical three years. I'm excited to eat this eat this meal with you. Just one second. Shing! You pull out a little clip of snizzers, take a little off the top, and then sprinkle it upon your, ta- your potatoes. Now you have to explain <laughs> that situation. And I don't – I'm truly worried that, that this is going to cause lifelong issues for you.
1: <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. I I, just, I, I almost wonder, like, but it, you know, she trying to do it to like have claim of the food. Like is she putting hair in it, taking it off, and then eating it for herself. And then, like, well, it's my hair. I just took a shower. Snip, snip. Put it on. It's gross. Take it off. The food's good. Because if that's the case, then you can kind of like do something to the food, right? Maybe
0: it was there a time in your life where you were out to a restaurant with your sister and your family, and you had made a very big scene about finding a single hair in your food, and it, enough of a scene to where maybe you embarrassed your family, and you said, no, Applebee's, I just not have anyways, especially, I'm sure, uh, Tanner, you might be able to admit, being from the Midwest, that mid nicest where we're almost, again, too nice to a fault where we go, oh, well, huh, there is a hair in my food. Maybe I just, you know, pull it out, send it to the side. And I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, spark any flames out of this, you know, and, and you kind of go about your meal, but you made such a scene. And now she's just trying to prep you for the rest of your life. Maybe this is a punishment <laughs> for something bad. you've yeah, done. Where she goes, you complained about one hair. Now right. all your food
1: forever. I think you make eat a good point. There. Food. What started this? Like, did you do something to her though? so traumatizing that she feels to like she feels the need to like taint your your substance like what did you do to her where she feels the need to like make sure that you have an issue with your food
0: I when I was a child a young boy blossoming into the man I've become accidentally spit in my sister's mouth now with that <laughs> I will say if her retaliation was to maybe put some hair in my food as a punishment for me spitting it into her mouth, you know, that's fair. And he could be leaving out some detail like that. Like, Oh, she puts hair in my food. She's the evil one. And then she's going, well, he spit in my mouth and you're going, well, suddenly you're not, you're not the (laughs) angel that you've made yourself out to be,
1: you know? No, absolutely. I feel like there's plenty (laughs) of things he could have done. Like, did you like accidentally leave the toilet up? I maybe that's not justifiable, leave the toilet up. But, but if you do it all the time, like if every time she goes to go to the bathroom and she falls right into the into the toilet, well, maybe it's like every time you do that, she puts hair in your food until you learn your lesson. Uh, some type of a uh,
0: reward system you yeah. put the toilet down,
1: no exactly. hair, you yep. leave the toilet seat <laughs> up,
0: you get hair, you know, just like you would train a dog. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Tanner. Hit,
1: why don't you hit us with that last question and we'll do a little bit of housekeeping and Um, I there. could almost be asking this question myself with a, a little bit of an age difference, but how can I grow a proper beard? This person is 19 years old and would like to grow a beard. They have some black spots on their cheek and they know it takes time for a beard to fully develop, but they would like to speed things up without surgery. And with someone that is unable to like, I can do a goatee, but I really can't do anything on the cheeks. My Cheek comes in probably two thirds. My right cheek, maybe one third. And I'm a little bit jealous, even looking at your beautiful beard now. It's just like, hot damn, I wish I could be as man as that. So I think what <clears throat> I don't
0: have, um, maybe my my notes from a child uh, that I while I was studying this on how to grow a beard, but a little bit of back history about my family. No man in my family can grow a beard. Now, My brother Ken, that comes from his dad's side. My dad was not able to grow a beard. He had a mustache. Um, My uncle has a mustache, no ability to grow a beard. My grandpa, I've never seen him with facial hair, but again, I've been told that there's no beard growing ability in that. So when I was growing up, all I wanted when I was to be a grown man was the ability to grow a fabulous beard. And I was told... Almost to an abusive state, I would never be able to grow a beard. They said, no, Shane. Those cards are not in your stars. It's not happening. You will grow a mustache and only a mustache. And almost out of hatred and 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 rebellion did I grow a goatee in high school with no mustache, which, let me tell you, looking back on it, not my best option <laughs> to do and I, I I struggled with it too. Uh, until I was about 20 years old I, I was able to get some on my cheeks. I did have some patchy zones next to the mouth not fully connecting the beard and somewhere around uh, 22 23 it just kind of uh, it came into its own and it it it, it became this beautiful majestic beard <laughs> that I I couldn't I couldn't see myself without today. There's been one time since I've been 20 years old where I had shaved off my beard and I, I broke down, I cried, and I promised my my leftover beard that was laying haphazardly around my bathroom <laughs> that I would never do that again. I wouldn't hurt it in that way.
1: <laughs> and
0: since then, I've I, I've had a, I've had a beard. So uh, maybe get more angry, and just force maybe maybe push the hair out of your face or give it time. Or it's not on your cards. It's, it, hey, listen, it worked for me. You're never going to be able to grow a beard, my bud. You know, give up. And I hope that you take that and you defy me and you grow a beautiful beard.
1: Yeah. And uh, on that note, like, if you can't grow, I'm sorry, but don't try. Like, if I try like, every once in a while you see someone that, like, kind of struggles growing facial hair. I and mean, they Kind of like, what does grow kind of hang out a little bit. It doesn't do what you think it's doing. Like it, either you can or you can't. Like don't try to force it. it's not worth it. Like if you got a baby face, you got a baby face. You just got to own it and do something else with it. Um hit the
0: gym, drop a few pounds, maybe get that good jawline. Uh, yeah. That that could help out a little bit too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like there's few things as great in this world as having a big beautiful beard. And I I don't say that to be malicious. I just say that because it's facts. Uh, there with that, there is some downsides to it. Um, eating any type of food is a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's constant, just crumbs and sauces. A- again, dating back to the beginning of this episode, I'm a saucy boy. I like my ketchup. <laughs> boy, has this mustache just been tainted with with the ketchup flavors because <laughs> it is impossible to eat food. So maybe uh maybe take this dark day and turn it into a blessing in disguise that you don't have to worry about such things. So.
1: Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really wish I could grow a beard. And um, that's one of those things where it's kind of nice to to, you. The the nice thing is you don't have to do all the trimming or like the grooming. Do you do a whole lot of grooming? Like, is there a lot of going on with that?
0: (laughs) I find that when like my beard is shorter, there's really not. It's kind of just, Wake up and you know, go about my day. Uh, with the length that it's at now, it, there is a beauty routine to it where it's wake up normally, dampen it down. Um, I have two different brushes that I use uh, one to kind of get the knots out, and then a uh, bristly brush to kind of shape how I want it. Uh, you have beard oils and beard balm that you have to stay up on, uh, to make sure it doesn't get too dried out, which can cause um. Even maybe breakouts on your face and or it just causes it to be itchy. The skin becomes irritated. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say that when my beard's at the length that it is now, I add on a good probably 10 minutes to my morning routine, which isn't always fun to wake up and have to deal with. So,
1: Yeah, because a lot of times you want to hit that snooze button, but if you have that beard, like, do you hit that snooze, get the 10 extra minutes, or do you make yourself look nice and uh, you know, look at
0: Right. And, and like I've, I'm someone where I've always said I would love to go to the gym in the morning and get my my exercise in at that time. But I don't go to the gym because I have to take care of my beard. And my beard is the reason why I'm about 30 pounds overweight. So <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> hey, and with that, you know what? I, 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 I want to thank everyone for sticking around again. This has been our second episode. Uh, we're really excited to keep on going with this. And. We're going to be doing some more minor tweaks to kind of clean up the show and, and fit it into your guys' daily schedules or weekly schedules. And with that, uh, I'd like to thank the band All My Friends Hate Me for the use of the song Stay Up off the album Metal Butterflies. You can check them out on Spotify. And while you're on Spotify, you can also check us out at Midworst. Mid we're also available on iTunes and Google uh, Play Music right now. That happened this week, so we're really excited about that. Uh Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MidBestMidWorse. And of course, you can always send us in shows or anything funny that you find on the internet to mbmwshow at gmail.com. And with that, Tanner, you got
1: anything? Um, no. Uh, Thank for everyone for supporting. Uh, we appreciate it. And again, I've been Tanner. I've been your mid-best.
0: And I'm Shane. I'm your mid-worse. And as sure as Jesus wears sandals, we'll see you next week.